Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host today, Jesse Morquecho, and you're listening to episode 22. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. Today, my guest is none other than the host that I'm filling in for, my wife, Becky Morquecho. How are you doing today? Good. I am surrendering all control of the show right now. <laughs> Which is a scary, scary thing to do. Um, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm sitting on the other side. You guys were in the studio and Jesse's like in the main control seat where I usually am and I'm on the, the guest side today. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm excited. Um, when Becky asked me to do this earlier today, I said, oh, that sounds fun. Are you sure you're ready for that? I basically just asked him to come up with some questions to ask me and I would not be prepared because usually for every podcast show, I'm very prepared. We send guest questions and um, I'm just prepared for the things I need to do. And today I have zero control. Yeah. So she hasn't seen these questions yet. Um, I'm just going to rapid fire some of them. Uh, some of these questions may be, uh, uh, may be a little selfish to ask, but we'll see, see what happens. Here. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Jesse's a seven. He could get crazy here. So, okay. Well, first we'll start it off nice and easy for okay, you. Okay. Thank so, you. Uh, what's your favorite color? Oh, that's actually a hard question. <laughs> it depends. I love that, you know, well, we have these towels. It's called fall sun. And Vera even knows that. She calls them the fall sun towels. And it's this beautiful kind of yellowy color. Turquoise, magenta, fuchsia, tangerine colors, all of those. Okay. So favorite colors, I guess, is a better yeah. way to phrase that question. Mm -hmm. um, favorite TV show? Oh, I think Parks and Rec, but we just started rewatching 30 Rock, and I think the writing might be better. I don't know. I just love the writing on both of those shows. Don't let Amy Poehler hear you say that. Sorry. Um, what do you want for your birthday this year? <laughs> Lame. Um, I don't see. I've never thought about this. I need time to think about it. I would like, oh, I thought of something pretty quickly. I would like to have like a retreat. I would love to go to a yoga retreat where somebody cooks for me and somebody teaches yoga and I get massages and I get pampered and I get to write and just rest and maybe bring like two of my best friends. Okay. We'll see if we can put that in the works. Sometime. In like Bali or Costa Rica okay. or something. So maybe in like 10 years. Sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, if you could go any place as a family in the next year, where would you want to take us? Hmm. Our thing used to be road trips, but I don't think it's our thing anymore <laughs> with Vera. She's She's gotten better in the car, but obviously, you know, she's not the best in the car for long times. Um, so I would say fly somewhere. She likes airplanes. Anywhere as a family. I kind of would like to go back to Costa Rica. That's where we went on our honeymoon, and I think she would really like it. She loves monkeys. She would get a kick out of that. She would get a kick out, <laughs> as long as they stayed far away. That's true. Um, maybe Costa Rica. Okay. Or somewhere in South America where we could see some alpacas. That would be cool. All right. So down to some serious, serious business questions uh -oh. here. Um, if you were to look back, um, you know, what your life, you know, let's just say looking at it from just getting out of college, looking back at your time. At, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> um, what do you think? Uh, back then, or what did you think back then that your life was going to look like at this point? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I went to school for journalism. So I thought maybe down that route, I thought maybe at one point I'd get into like broadcast television, whether it was news or something like that. Um, 
I don't know if I ever knew this far out. I think I thought it would go somewhere down that track, which is actually funny because I'm kind of circling back using some skills that I learned once upon a time. I definitely thought I'd be married, have some kids, all of that stuff, but I don't think I would have ever dreamed up what we have because I think it's pretty unique and ever changing Mm -hmm. for that matter. So I don't think there's any real telling like for us what the future looks like. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, do you feel like there were any like benchmarks that you thought you would hit, you know, like for me, I was like, Oh, I want to be married by the time I'm 24 and have a kid by the time I'm 28 or something like that. Were those really your things? I think I wanted to be married by the time I was 24, but I didn't have any, I don't think I had like a benchmark for kids, but good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of girls, like I thought like, Oh, I'll be married by 25 and kids starting to have kids by 30. And we got married when I was 27. And then we started trying to have a baby when I was 30 or just turning. No, I think I was 30. And then it was five years later that we were on a plane to China. So I think those things, like as a woman, I know that, um, I feel like a lot of my friends and a lot of people I talk to, like we have all have those things in our mind. And I almost think it's like, I don't know where they come from. If it's just society, I think people are getting married and having kids later these days. But I think definitely those were like things that were just like instilled in me. I don't know why. I don't think like media or anything did that. I think it was just something I thought would happen um, career wise. I don't know. I think I was always just a little bit open. So kind of along those lines, did you feel like, or do you think any of the challenge that you've gone through, whether it was like infertility, um, that's probably the the big one. Um, But any, any other challenge you feel like you were like ready for those? Did you feel like you had thought about any of those challenges? You know, whether it was like challenges in our marriage, challenges, you know, trying to start a family challenges in, you know, leaving your, your job and moving to South Africa and, yeah. Do you feel like you, you were, you were ready for those? You thought any of those were, you know, were coming? Yeah. I, what's funny is I think back to like career stuff with us and us starting our photography business, line life photography back in I think 2009 and starting Idealist, our coaching business in 2014. Like those things were big endeavors and they were, that we definitely had challenges in those things, but I never felt like the amount of like daunting, Ickiness. I can't think of another word. I'm a mother to a three-year-old, but like, <laughs> like the, the hardship that came with infertility or the hardship that came, I mean that, yeah, that would definitely be the biggest one. I think anything in our marriage or anything in the businesses that we've had, I've never experienced the amount of pain, honestly, that I did with infertility. Um, so I, I never foresaw that coming. I knew I had endometriosis. I knew it might be hard, but I never, I don't think you can prepare for what something like that looks like. And from the outside, I mean, it could be infertility. It could be somebody who's had a miscarriage, somebody who's lost a parent or a sister, whatever it is, like whatever the hardship is, I don't think you can prepare for those things. So I never thought that I would be prepared for something like that. Yeah. So what about uh, you? Am I allowed to ask questions? I'm used to asking questions. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm being a, a pretty easygoing, go with the flow kind of person, not not type A at all. I don't think that I ever thought about like challenges. And, and I'm also like very much a, a, a dreamer, I should say, uh, being, uh, you know, an, an ENFP as well. Um, I'm very much someone who, and that's, uh, what is that? Myers-Briggs? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's my Myers Briggs. Uh, I just I never thought about like problems, and you know I kind of like meet them as they come, and I don't I don't worry about them in the future. At least that's how I uh, you know used to live my life pretty much completely, especially before I got married. Um, so the, that would be something. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I I really could say like yeah I thought about this and and met those challenges feeling like I was totally prepared. Yeah, what's funny like even though I am type A, I'm definitely a risk taker, and I don't think I have more of the mindset of like. Like what you just said, like taking things on as they come. I never like thought, oh, what if we can't have kids? We're just like, well, let's see what happens. And then you're in the middle of it and it sucks. Yeah. So at what point during like our uh, like journey to, I was going to say journey to find love, is that the bachelor? Probably. Into <laughs> um, our journey to like, you know, uh, find Vera. What, at what point during that process do you feel like, man, I think we may this may be a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. You're like, man, may, like, are we going to be able to do this? Like at what point did you like start to really realize this was like not something that was going to be easy? I think pretty early on, honestly, because again, I have endometriosis. I knew it was bad. I knew like years before we started trying to have kids, they said like, it might be hard to try to, to have kids. And even at that time, I just sort of like turned it off. Like it was, it wasn't, we had just gotten married. I was like, I don't need to worry about it right now. So I literally like put it on the back burner. So I think once we like opened up the idea of like, okay, now we're ready. Now we're going to try. And even that, even a few months in, I think I knew and realized and noticed things that, okay, like now it's time to think about what the doctors were saying. So I think pretty early on, honestly. So now that we're on the other side of that, you know, five, six, seven years later, after going through infertility and, and you know, really fighting to become parents, fighting to, to find Vera, um, do you think that like motherhood on the other side of what, what it is now is what you thought it was going to be? Or do you think that it was something that's like, oh, I'll take it as a go, like took a more seven approach to it? What are your like feelings on, on looking at back uh, during that time and comparing that to how you, you know, things turned out like it is now? I think anybody that has struggled to become a parent or anybody that's put extra time or money or extra surrender thrown in there, I think those people, I think I appreciate, I can't say I appreciate motherhood more than the next person. That doesn't make sense because I know every mother like loves their child beyond belief. But I will say, I think some of sometimes when things are hard, trust me, not all the time. I also have my weaknesses, of course, with her. But I think sometimes when things are hard, I I realize like the journey that it has taken and it's I'm slower to like feel frustrated. Again, like not all the time, you guys, but I'm slower to feel frustrated. And I think I have it in me to like have more of a posture of gratitude um, for the things that we have and for my relationship with her and for what our family looks like because, because of what we went through to get there. Um, so I think I almost appreciate it, not compared to the next girl, but compared to like my old self, I feel like I appreciate things more than maybe I would have. Um, I think I'm more patient and gentle than I used to think I was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that too. I mean, uh, I think that sometimes when I when I force myself to think about that, like those thoughts definitely come. Not not you know necessarily comparing that to other parents. Like when I see a, another parent, you know, getting frustrated with their kid, I'm like, man, if you only knew. It's not you know, it's not like that at all. It's more, I think, uh, you know, when, when Just, I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling a, a certain way. You know, like Becky was mentioning, you know, being a little bit quicker to whether it's like 
uh, start to start to lose my Jesus a little bit. And even the good stuff too, though, on the flip side, like just feeling those good things like so much. And I'm a feeler, so I probably would have felt it either way if we hadn't <laughs> gone through five true. years to get there. But I do have a feeling like it's so cool to see how God, like it's so obvious different things that he's done in our life and to be on the other side of that and to like celebrate and be just like have a heart of gratitude for all of the hard stuff. It's like, oh, I see what you were doing or, oh, this happened because of this. Like all of those things feel pretty cool. Yeah. So speaking of things that are pretty cool, what do you think are some of like your favorite mm. like mama moments where <laughs> there, there are things where you're like, okay, that was pretty awesome. And and like things that you're like, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday, she started, Vera started hugging me in this way where like I'm holding her. And she's facing me and she's got her like legs wrapped around me, but it's the koala hug, the koala hug, but it's different. It's not like a tight squeeze with arms. It's like this loose. She puts her arms like on the back of your neck and they, she lets her hands dangle and it just feels like she's just relaxed and calm and she's hanging out out there. And it just, she did that for the first time yesterday and felt so sweet. Um, the I love you that she kind of tossed out. We've been talking about I love you, obviously. Like, you know, we're parents. Of course, we tell our daughter that we love her. And she's been asking recently, um, oh, I love you mean? Mama, I love you mean? You know, and we'll tell her. We tell her over and over again. For those all who these don't different- speak Vera, that means <laughs> what does I love you mean? Yeah. You know, oh, it means I like you so much. I couldn't like you anymore. Or I care for you so much. And, you know, whatever. However you explain to a three-year-old what love means. And... Anyway, so one night she gets out of the bathtub. I wrap her all up. We're getting all cozy. And I was like, I said something like, oh, let's go get you all warm and cozy. And she, I said, I love you so much. And she looks at me. She goes, you love mama. And it was just the sweetest thing. And like immediately followed, you love dada. And it was the first time she had ever said that like on her own accord. Um, so that was really awesome. I mean, it's almost been almost two years since we've went to China. So um it's just sweet. She's slow to like let her guard down fully. So I think it feels like an honor, like when she does stuff like that, even though we are her parents and of course like, oh, well we would expect it necessarily. I don't always feel that way with her. I feel like it's more like an honor when she lets us into those things. Yeah. I'd agree with that. So I was, I, they were in the bath, uh, bathroom, uh, during bath time when that happened. I remember I was, uh, you know, just outside of our room where I could hear that. And I remember hearing that and like, just got like the biggest smile on my Mm. face. It was like the cutest thing. I'm so glad I got to, got to hear it. And you're glad she included Dada. Yeah. I am also (laughs) very glad. But either way, it was was a cute little moment. Yeah. Uh, very special. Um, for anyone who's struggling with infertility, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and in, in, in hearing me and Becky have been on the other side of that, and we know like how hard it is to hear stories like that when it's something that like your heart is like, yearning for, like the deepest levels. Um, so, like for the, the people that are they're in that period of like struggle and, and pain, and where it's hard to hear stories like that, what, like what would you tell them? Wait, if God is telling you to wait, just wait, whatever that looks like for you. I remember the turning point for me was one night when I was having a pity party, which you're allowed to do, you guys. We're allowed to feel things, but I was just like sobbing. I'm sitting on the couch and I was scrolling through Instagram, which I probably shouldn't have been doing, but gladly God showed me something other than, you know, things that made me feel less than. And I just laughed because I'm like, God spoke to me on Instagram, but I saw multiple things. It must have obviously been on my mind or like he had already planted the seed about kind of switching my, my mentality about just waiting in general or not getting what I wanted or feeling sorry for myself. And 
there were multiple things that I saw and read. One was a C.S. Lewis quote. One was a verse about waiting on the Lord. Anyway, I like just like stopped in my tracks and felt like a turning point of what waiting looked like, um, that it's not like this helpless place or it is helpless, but that's because God wants to fill us up and he wants to show up. So just what that looks like. And for people who are doers or want to like take things into their own hands, it's very, it's hard. And that's where all the surrender comes in. But um, I would just say, wait patiently, listen, seek the Lord. Like I have never felt closer to Jesus in that season and of infertility of us leading up to China in China. Like when we first got home, like we were desperately leaning on the Lord and I've never felt more alive at the same time that I felt it being hard. Um, so I would just say, seek Jesus like full force. He'll show up. Yeah. He already is. Definitely. I think that the last, uh, thing that I may, um, ask is, uh, in starting the podcast and getting everything going, how fun has it been for you to be on this side of the mic that I'm on now, be able to like hear all these women's stories and like how has that affected like you and you know the things that that you know you or we struggle or, or deal with on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool because I feel like it's this like public accountability to live the life that God has called me to live and that I want to live when I talk to these women and they tell me these incredible things and stories and way that God's working in their life, I'm like constantly convicted of like, yes, me too. Or yes, I need to do more of this and not like a desire to strive, but just a reminder of what he wants for us and what he already has for us and who we are in him. So for me to have a weekly guest that's like pouring into me, whether she knows it or not, like it's been huge. That's like a surprise. I didn't, that's not why I started the podcast. (laughs) It's not for personal therapy, but it it definitely has been something that has been pretty cool about that. And of course, like I love, you probably guys already know this, like I'm not one for small talk and I love having deep, real conversations and being able to do that on a weekly basis with some women who are already my friends and some women who are becoming my friends. Um, and be able to share that with you. I, I'm sure the fact that I'm being impacted in that way and that they're influencing me, like my hope is that they're doing the same for you. So it's been pretty cool for me. Awesome. Well, I've enjoyed listening as well. (laughs) He Um, has to listen. He is my producer and he edits everything right now. I do. Well, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming out. And uh, I look forward to hearing next week's episode. Thanks, Jess. Love you. Love you too. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.